I want you to imagine for a moment, from wherever you are right now, whatever room you're in. So let's close our eyes, and you're still in the same room. And you hear something approaching, someone approaching. And it draws your attention to the door or entryway in that particular room. And then in walks Jesus. He's alive. He looks directly toward you. And he walks over and he stops about a foot and a half away from you. And he actually calls you by name. You look up, look in his eyes, and then you hear him ask you to follow him. You're a little taken aback. And then he says it again, but this time you actually can see his lips as he's saying it to you. He doesn't need you to pack. He doesn't need you to gather food or supplies. He doesn't need you to bring along a friend for moral support. Just you. Just you as you are. He's asking for you to trust him, believe him, to put your faith in him. And he's inviting you to leave with him right now. How do you respond? Yes or no? Will you follow him? Welcome to the Rooster Crows. So during the exercise a moment ago, the invitation of Jesus, what did you feel in your heart? Perhaps you felt disbelief or doubt or even fear. Perhaps you felt the challenge of leaving your current life behind. I get it. We're all attached. We're all comfortable. So why go anywhere? I mean, could you drop everything and just go? Perhaps you felt fear of the unknown. Because it can be hard to just let go. Letting go of our feelings, our habits, the things of this world, our very life, and even our insecurities. We clutch on to so many things. What do you clutch on to, though? Seriously, what do you clutch on to? Why is it so hard to let go of the things of this world? Why is it so hard to let go of sin? If it's not good for us, why do we continue in it? Why do we hold on to it? When we're doing the exercise, perhaps you were looking at all the things in your life that are hard to give up. Or perhaps you noticed some of your sins and suddenly felt unworthy. Well, you're not alone. After Jesus' miracle of filling Peter's boat with many fish, Peter felt unworthy simply being in his presence. 
In Luke 5, Peter and some of the other fishermen were closing shop for the day with empty nets. Not a successful day. But Jesus sat in Peter's boat and asked him to push the boat back out. And it says that once Peter cast his net with Jesus, Peter's net was so full of fish that afterward it was breaking. In fact, there were so many fish that Peter needed to be assisted by the fishermen in the next boat. And the fish filled both boats, two boats, to the point where they were partially sinking. After this miracle, Peter felt very unworthy in Jesus' presence. He fell to his knees and he said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. But Jesus was a loving and forgiving man, and he replied, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when Peter and others brought their boats back, they left all behind and followed him. Jesus knew Peter wasn't perfect, and yet he invited him for his entire ministry to follow him, saying don't be afraid and offering him a much more meaningful life. And based on what we see in Peter's life throughout the Bible, Jesus kept his promise, and Peter certainly became a fisher of men. It's the same with us, with you. Jesus loves you despite your insecurities, fears, feelings, habits, life, and even your sin. No matter what your job is, no matter your position, no matter your skills. Peter Peter went on to ask Jesus for forgiveness countless times. And Jesus forgave him every time, even when he denied Jesus was his friend later on. You know, somehow we humans convince ourselves that because we're imperfect, we can't be lovable. We can't be worthy. And Jesus can't use us. These are lies from the enemy. God sent Jesus down to earth to help all of mankind, everyone. And with Jesus, God can use each of us. He can use anyone for his glory, in fact. His most almighty power is shown when we are at our weakest. And God gave us his only son, Jesus, to be our intercessor, our only intercessor that's needed. He can save us from our sins, help us to become new, help us to grow. We're stronger when we're in him. We're improving at every moment when we work at our relationship with him. He heals our brokenness by going to his father on our behalf. He saves us from ourselves, our sins, and corruption. So what's holding you back from following Jesus right now? What's holding you from working at a relationship with him or getting closer to him? Is it fear? A feeling of unworthiness? Does it feel too hard to break the habits of sin? Do you want to say you're sorry, but you don't feel sorry? I assure you, that's the enemy. You know, you can actually ask Jesus to help you to feel regret, remorse, humility. I would encourage you to ask him 
Ask him to help you with all your troubled areas. Go through him when you need forgiveness. Ask him into your heart. Ask him to show you his love. Ask him to give you peace. Ask him for strength. And if you did say yes to following Jesus, what do you want to ask of him right now? If he said, before we go, is there anything that you want to tell me? Anything that might get in the way? Is there anything that you can change before going? I know everyone has something that they can change or do better. So let's take a moment and let's pray to Jesus right now. Jesus, we want to know you. And each day we want to know you better. We know that we fall short of the glory of God and we know that we are weak. However, we also know You love us despite all of our weaknesses and all of our mistakes. Enter into our hearts. We know you died for our sins. We know by believing in you, your life, death, and resurrection, our sins are forgiven. Lead us to humility and regret. Help us to connect to our feelings of remorse. Help us to seek repentance. Let us feel the sorrow and regret that comes with hurting others and you. Help us to forgive everyone who has hurt us and all those we still have a grudge against. And forgive us for all our sins. We ask this in your name. Amen.